Welcome back to the Schiller and Hamilton podcast. Uh, my name is Derek Harper, one of the attorneys here in the firm with Charlie Corrigan, another one of the attorneys here in the firm. Um, if you followed our channel and listened to our podcast, you know that we are a personal injury firm, which usually include, includes lots of different types of civil causes, mm-hmm. which are better known in the legal profession as torts. But that's a word that most people might be have never heard about. Um, so we wanted to just kind of have a little discussion and chat about it, you know, chat about torts, you know, go back to law school a little bit. You're a little fresher out of that than me, but, um, you know, I think, you know, just to kind of start off, I'll kind of define it. You know, a tort is a civil action, you know, for some sort of wrong that someone causes against someone's person, property or dignity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that can be negligent or intentional. Right. So, you know, we can kind of brush on negligence a little bit. In fact, if you just want to kind of talk about negligent acts a little bit, then we can kind of move on to intentional, which are some of the more interesting uh, torts that people maybe not have heard about or or know about. Yeah. Well, I mean, negligence is just, it's kind of intuitive what it means, just being reckless or, you know, I guess unwise to say it in a nice way, but basically it's, so it's the elements are duty breach causation and damages, you know, someone, I mean, just put it simply, someone did something dumb and it caused injury or other, or, or some kind of harm. But, uh, and then, so that's just unintentional torts, generally speaking. And then intentional torts are salt battery, false imprisonment, trespass to land, trespass to chattel, pretty much for, for our purposes. I mean, the only, most likely, I, I mean, it's going to be probably f- assault and battery that we would handle. I mean, yeah. false imprisonment, probably Pretty less, rare. Pr- I mean, less yeah. likely. But um, co- when it comes to intentional torts, uh, at least what I've noticed is that usually there's kind of a combination of the two. So um, in the scenario where, you know, let's just say a bar fight occurs where an employee or an agent, someone acting on a an entity's behalf, like a bouncer or someone like that, um, does an intentional tort like assault and battery, or I guess in that false imprisonment, if they kind of, you know, put them in the in the back, don't leave, you know, you're going to stay here overnight or whatever. Um, so that would be an intentional tort by an individual. And the if the entity was responsible for that um, vicariously, it would probably be through some form of negligence, like inadequate training, inadequate vetting, um, you know, hiring someone with a record for violence or, um, you know, someone improper vetting, lack of security, just something that basically with due diligence and like reasonable, um, reasonable, preparation and standard and expected running of a business, so to speak, just depending on what the business is, it should have been avoided. Yeah. Um, like you said, they do kind of merge a little bit. Um, but the intentionals are, I would imagine in our practice, they're a lot more rare. Oh yeah. Um, we probably spent a lot of time talking about them in law school, Mm -hmm. uh, but they are a little bit more rare. And, you know, part of that is, you know, like you said, there's, there's elements to, negligence you know duty breach which like you were just talking about in that hypothetical if a if a bar hires someone negligently hires somebody then they had a a duty to its customers to hire people who are qualified you know and then they breach that duty so 
you know, if they cause damage, then that's going to cause the negligence. Right. Like, like, a, like yeah. a, re, a, a reasonable person would expect that when they go into a bar, you know, a bouncer's not going to just beat them up unless it's really, really necessary yeah. or just not at all. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. and you know, what's kind of weird. I remember about from, you know, law school and just in practice knowing this too is, you know, there's a separation of assault and battery in tort law versus criminal. You know, in criminal law, people always think assault and battery. Yeah, this was you know, that's so, what I the charge law school. Yeah, you know, like, the charge so is weird. assault and battery. You know, but in tort law, assault is the apprehension of the contact. So, like, like imminent. Yeah, yeah. if someone rears back and is going to hit you, threatening you, saying I'm going to hit you, and then they rear back until the moment that their fist hits your face. That's, that's the yeah, assault, just, uh, you know, you know assault. That, that apprehension of, of being touched in an inappropriate way, you know, um, or harmful way mm-hmm. is, is the assault. The problem with it in practice is, is there's really no damages, you know? So, yeah. it, you know, these things exist in law, but they may not be in practice used in lawsuits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I um, mean, for, you know, it, it, it would be a rare, I, I mean, with, with, with an assault case, Without just standing alone, I mean, it would probably have to be a situation where, you know, there was, you know, severe emotional distress and and some kind of of impact. Maybe I mean, maybe just emotional distress, but you know, then you you kind of do need some form of of contact to really yeah. to make that. Um, yeah. But so you need the battery too. Yeah, the battery yeah. is that harmful touching, right? You know, or you know, or you know, unwarranted. unwanted touching you know it doesn't right. have to necessarily hurt you but it has to be unwanted and you know not what you want you know right 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 and um, um but going kind of the combination between between the two um another one that you know i mean it's 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 kind of tricky when it comes to intentional torts because you know as a general principle it's going to be one individual you know, doing something to another one, making that person feel like they they can't leave in a confined space, false imprisonment, or uh, assault and battery usually go together. So let's just say hitting someone just yeah. for simplicity purposes. But um, you know, a, a tricky part about about someone receiving you know compensation. You know, we I mean, matter of public record at this point, but we've had a few cases where. Um, you know, people have literally died from these kind of altercations mm-hmm. at, at, um, bar and restaurants. Uh, so, you know, the, the hard part about, about someone being made whole for, you know, potentially their life being ruined from an intentional tort is, you know, basically having a source to be compensated from. So, so real, you know, one, th- um, an example is if 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 there's a a high school kid who's just getting bullied, you know, constantly and in an extreme manner, and then the, basically, you know, including being harmed physically, um, then it's you know, it would have to be to be made whole you know what are you going to do go after someone individually just some you know some kid who's who's beating you up or hurting you um you know they're not going to be able to to compensate you or be on the hook even if they are legally the actual and financial 
practicality yeah. for a life lost if you end up, say, committing suicide or something along those lines. Um, but so really you need to look at um, at safeguards such as the school, such as, you know, the institutions and entities, organizations that um, are responsible for the care of, say, in this scenario, the, the student um, where they dropped the ball as far as preventing bullying that they should have known about, that they did know about. Um, so it, it, it gets really tricky with intentional torts to, to, you know, I mean, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of a jaded way to, to, but it's just true. You know, coverage is a huge issue. Yeah. Um, like you said, if, if you're just getting a street fight, then there's probably not gonna be any coverage. Right. Most people are not walking around with, you know, umbrella liability policies, right. personal acts. Uh, you know, the other thing too is a lot of insurance companies may try to or successfully, you know, exclude intentional acts. Right. You know. Yeah. That's so. A, that's why, like you said, a lot of times they are coupled with negligence as well. Um, you know, the traditional sense that you see a lot of times with, you know, assault and battery. I think is exactly what you're talking about. Coupled with some place, whether that be an act of an employee or something like that. And then sometimes also, you know, there are some narrow exclusions where maybe you're at someone's house and another guest at that person's house, you know, gets in a fight, shoots you, you know, gosh, anything like that. It may be covered under homeowner's insurance and things like that. But a lot of times you're right. Coverage is the issue. Damages and coverage are usually the biggest issues with these. Um, because even if you have like false imprisonment, for example, you know, you may be false imprisoned by someone and that may be even an employee of a store, for example, you know, there's limited exclusive exclusions as to when a store employee can detain you for like shoplifting. And yeah. Things like that. Suspect yeah. There's some, there's some different, you know, exclusions and stuff, but you know, imagine if, if you just decided to lock me in a closet, then you've falsely imprisoned me. You didn't have a legal basis for it. You didn't have the authority to do it. You know, I have a claim against you, but what are my damages again? Um, and you brought up emotional distress, you know, infliction of emotional stress is a tort, you know, I'm going to yeah, talk right, about that. Right, right. There's negligent and intentional, but those have to require usually twofold kind of things that made them difficult too. is one. They have to require some sort of um, action that's outrageous. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know? like a very, I mean, yeah. shocking. Yeah. Well, Outrageous, the and then conscience. you know usually has to have that physical manifestation. I don't know if you remember that. You know, like with negligent, could, yeah, affliction. You yeah. know, you have to have, you have to be so distressed that it causes physical. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right, right the you physical know, man. Okay, you know, dangerous. maybe that be, you know, that you are sent in such a uh, sent into such a depression that you get physically sick, or you know, heaven forbid, you try to harm yourself or or have some you know mental break. You know, mm. some manifestation other than you're just sad because someone did something to you. You know, right, right, right. So th they do have some interesting kind of aspects. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, I think those are kind of the main ones against the person. You know, that we've kind of branched on here. You know, is assault, battery, false imprisonment, infliction of emotional distress, or intentional infliction of emotional yeah. distress (IIED). Those are kind of all against the person. Yeah. Now. There are some torts that are against property, and they're even more rare. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not, not to get into it, but, you know, there's trespass to land, trespass Conversion. to Conversion. I mean, that's. Yeah. Trespass to chattels, which is one of the best words probably from law school is yeah. what the heck is a chattel. 
uh, which is personal property. Right. And then conversion again. So those are kind of more rare, but do you remember what those are? A bit? Uh, so, I mean, convert conversion is basically, I, I, I equate it somewhat to embezzlement, but basically it's, it's where with, I'm a little hazy on it, but I, but, um, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. I'm going off, the, hey, no, we're just going off the dome here, but, it, yeah. but I believe it's when, Essentially, you take title to something or ownership of an of um, of some tangible good or some form of property, and it's not like you steal it. You just basically have possession of it, and you either sell it. Basically, you, you isolate it as your own yeah. good you when it's it not right. I mean, usually it it involves some form of deceit or trickery yeah but if i remember correctly it doesn't have to yeah i mean not yeah not necessarily you you can have like like causes of action like breach of trust right things like that where you know i convince you to hey loan me your car right you know you sell it and i eventually sell it yeah that's a good yeah that's a really good example and and you know those have damages and stuff um problem is they're just kind of rare yeah trespass the land I, i don't think we'd ever really see you know if someone walks across my yard technically they've trespassed them across my land Right. Uh, not to get into all the defenses. And with conversion, another thing is is it, it gets really tricky. Um, I mean, definitely get an attorney if you're dealing with this because yeah. a lot of times what happens is um, I've only had one conversion case, but there is – so someone gets an item, let's just say a car, used machinery, four-wheeler, whatever, and then they realize it's not good title. I mean, they were given this item, and, and, and then they realize – I don't actually own this. This is not mine. I mean, you know, this is, I can't sell it. I, you know, it's not in the, it's not registered properly with the DMV, et cetera. But so it, they could be several, several links down the line as far as, so it gets really tricky figuring out who initiated the, the conversion, who, who did the wrongful act because, you know, Bob sells to Joe, you know, with, you know, forge title or just, Hey, trust me, we're good to go. Here's, you know, mm-hmm. and then good faith sells to Jane who sells to you. And then you realize, and you say, Jane, what the heck? And Jane's like, what are you talking about? So, so it does get very hard, but I mean, it's very rare. I mean, it's yeah. probably not, I probably already went into it too much. considering no, I mean, how rare it is. It is the one that probably would come up more than anything. Um, you know, I think if I remember correctly, trespass to chattels is also temporary. Yeah. You know, the conversion is really the big one and, and they can couple like criminal theft. You know, if you again thought that you could actually recover something from somebody, you know, for damages and things like that, then you would maybe file civil action for conversion if right. someone stole from you. Um, and going back earlier like the, the, Glad you mentioned that because when it comes to to intentional torts usually, I mean, we're talking in the civil context here. Usually yeah. usually the 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 legal remedy that people pursue is they press charges yeah you know they want they want to see someone be held criminally liable for their actions rather than civilly liable exactly but 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 anyways i mean it's just an it's just an option you know i mean classic example is oj simpson was sued civilly and uh was you know there was a verdict and, and a judgment entered against him by the by the jury i was about to say about that like the yeah, difference then, in the proof yeah and then, know, yeah and and you know he was found not guilty of beyond a reasonable doubt right. on the criminal charges but it's preponderance of the evidence yeah. in civil 
And, and, and another thing, too, is that suit would have stemmed from battery. Right, right. You know, um, so that is a classic example. I'm glad you brought that up of a civil charge of battery or civil, excuse me, action for battery. Yeah, a couple of Now, like granted, it was death, a wrongful yeah. death action, but the tort that led to the death was battery. Yeah. Um, probably assault, too. But, you know, um, that's a really good example, too. That they, they can accompany criminal charges. But I think like what you were saying in smaller things, theft, the inclusion of criminal restitution in a lot of these types of cases sometimes removes the need. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, If someone stole your four wheeler, sold it. Well, they may have to be, they may be ordered to pay restitution as part of the criminal charges. And And that may get you close to being whole. And so, you know, going off and hiring an attorney, you know, probably having to pay out of pocket for an attorney for something like that to recover you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that fine, you know, criminal fines get converted into civil judgments all the time. It's almost, I mean, that's the more yeah. common mm-hmm. uh, remedy. But, anyways, yeah. I mean, it's it's still fun to talk about that, intentional that's what, torts. Yeah, that's what we wanted to kind of talk about. It's fun just, word, you know, these are torts. Things, people don't even a lot of times know what tort means. They hear tort reform, they hear things like tort feeser, like we may use the word tort feeser. Yeah. You know, and, and these are, this is word, I think I um, was, uh, Remember any other day? I want to say this word dates back hundreds of years. Tort. Tort. You know, yeah. yeah. And so you know, it's it's an old word that I we don't really use in normal day. You know, you're not running around saying that Charlie, you committed a tort against me. But Speak for you, yourself. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, we use it actually. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, normal people. You know, Spavior's normally tortious. normally the general populace is not running around using words like tort and tort feaser. Right. Um, but you know, that's, that's some of the joys of, of law school of using some stuff, yeah. like that. but you know, that's why we wanted to just chat about it. And then now one, I will say the kind of the last, um, category of torts, probably I would imagine of intentional torts is the most litigated in South Carolina. And that would be torts against your dignity. Okay. Now that includes lots of different things like invasion of privacy, mm-hmm. things like that. But the yeah, big one's defamation. That, uh, yeah, de- defamation. And inv- invasion of privacy now is yeah. if you can f- if you can figure out mm-hmm. who you know who wronged you yeah. and like the cyber hacking age. Yeah, um, like, I know drones. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not looking at you, Trent. Uh, but uh, I know when drones first came about, I think there were some lawsuits about invasion of privacy from that and. Yeah. And everything, you know, but I think that's why all the registration and FAA rules now, you know, are right. existed. Talking about the drone thing, too, you know, we talked, we just mentioned the fact that a lot of those regulations from the FAA probably came about from invasion of privacy and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you remember, too, a lot of times they would fall out of the sky. So just, <laughs> you know, we're sitting here, this is like a, a tort exam. We're sitting here thinking about this. But, you know, if a drone flies over your house, videotapes, you know, you through your window, that's an invasion of privacy, possibly. Um, depending on your state, and, right? You know, and different things like that. But, um, but then if it falls on your house, and let's say it falls through the roof of your shed, and onto your four wheeler that has not been stolen yet, you know that could be that's going to be trespass to land, trespass yeah. to chattels again. You know, so you know, these, that's these, just an interesting thing that I just yeah, thought about. You know, yeah. that, that's like a tort exam that we probably would have done in law school of of those crazy right. Things. Just find the tort situation that would mm-hmm. never in a billion years happen. Yes. But it has 15 yeah. different torts. Right, right. But anyway, so, yeah, I do think that invasion of privacy does exist, you know. And it's, yeah. it's, but I think defamation. 
I know in my practice, I've had people talk to me about defamation probably more than. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's else. defamation. Yeah, especially in the age of, of social media and, yeah. and you know people who are self-employed, a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know just de- just depending on the circumstances, it, it's more it's more common now than yeah. it used to be in the like cyber age where a lot of people a lot of their life is lived through screens. So if if their reputation is is harmed. From a false statement through one of these networks, depending on if the elements, I mean, you know. Well, think about it. You know, in South Carolina, I'm not, I don't remember the elements completely, but, you know, you're going to have to have a communication of the, of the allegation. But yeah, false. The the, the false statement that is communicated to people. Yeah. Um, It's got to be false. It's got to cause a down, you know. People who aren't privileged to hear it, like publication. Yeah. So think about publication. And and then there's special harm, which, I mean, you know, it's, that's. Something. I mean, we'll that's talk where, about that some yeah, other time. No, that's if, that's where they fail a lot of times. Like you said, unless you are self-employed, it's going to cause economic damage. Proving the damages again is difficult. Yeah, that's the hard proving part the damage to sure. reputation is difficult. But um, and sometimes even proving something, proving something's demonstrably false because it, it, it. Yeah, I mean, it it has to be false. Yeah, what is said about you? Exactly. You know, but it does kind happen. of common example is you know, someone starts going around say, telling people that you have. HIV or, or something like that, and then it, a, a prospective employer catches wind, and you either don't get a job or you get fired. It's something like that. I mean, you know, yeah. um, but they're not they're not as hard as some other claims, but they're not they they can be tricky, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, but like you were saying, Facebook or social media has really changed it. Because if you think about, you know, let's go back to just the history of America here. How do you communicate to the public? Okay. Look, we can go all the way back to like a town crier. <laughs> so unless you went and told the town crier to pigeons, to, you know, pigeons. I don't know. <laughs> Carrier pigeons. Um, you know, tell the town crier that you know Charlie is 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 untrustworthy and will steal your money. Um, you know, pigeon. other than that, you know, where people, said it. you know, I don't think you know, fifty, sixty years ago, people were taking out ads in the newspaper just to call out their friend, but people may do that all day long oh, yeah. on social media now. Um, and that's what people do have to worry about is because if you do make a false statement, that is communicating it to the public. Because even if you only have 200 friends or something, that's the public that are not privy to that information. Right. And so, you know, that that's a, that's a critical one. And like you said, self-employed people, business people, those are the ones that really have a decent claim, especially if the allegation has to do. And like online reviews tread a very fine line. Because, you know, we see it in our practice, you know, and, you know, anything we do now, we look at online reviews. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you looked at a Yelp review for a restaurant and someone makes it sound like you are walking into a hellhole of a restaurant? all the time. And all of that may be false. Yeah. Or at the very least, misconstrued. Yeah. And and so, I mean, if someone drags you on a Better Business Bureau, is you know, again, like, it has to be demonstrably false. Um, But, but, um... Yeah, I mean it's it's you know I mean just just the way that that people communicate now yeah. just in general it's 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 kind of it's entered into a weird new landscape because you know the these these third party platforms aren't aren't publishers but anyways that's a whole other can of worms so uh, I got a call. I got to jump on, Derek. Hey. This was fun. Yeah, man. Um, I'm glad we could just kind of this was just on the spare of the moment here. Yeah, you know, we're living yeah. our glory days of. Yeah. Sitting around in tort law, you know, like I said, going through a tort yeah. exam and 
I'm not everything, it. but I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you sitting down. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I'll catch you the next time I'm up here. Yeah, this was fun, man. Yeah, well, have a good one, man. All right, you too. Thanks for watching.